You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's great help in Ramat Shemesh Israel 57-68-2008. This is the last podcast for Tavshin Sameches 5768, and we're moving into 5769. And this week's Parsha is Parsha's Nitzavim. In this week's Parsha, so it falls out right before Rosh Hashanah, and what better Parsha to speak about right before Rosh Hashanah than the Parsha of Tshuva, the concept of repentance. And the Torah tells us, chapter 30, verse 1, it says like this, And it will be when all these matters come to pass. The blessing and the curse that I place before you. You shall place it upon your heart. Whether you're amongst all the nations, Hashem has pushed you over there. Vishavta, the second verse is Vishavta al Hashem lakecha, you shall return to Hashem your God. Vishamata bekoilo, and you will listen to his voice. As everything that I'm commanding you today, Ata uvanecha, you and your sons, Bechalavavcha, Bechal nafshecha, with all of your heart and with all of your soul. What is this concept of tshuva? What brings us to do tshuva? What is the power of tshuva? What does it mean to repent? How does a person repent? Why does a person repent? What does repentance do? So, I'd like to share with you a Gemara, this Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, appropriately, Maseches Rosh Hashanah, tractate that speaks about the holiday that's coming up this Tuesday and Wednesday, God willing. And the Gemara there says a few very interesting things. Among these interesting things, so the Gemara tells us something which we do not actually find in the Torah. The Torah itself doesn't write explicitly what happens on Rosh Hashanah. But we all know that on Rosh Hashanah, it's the day of judgment for the entire world. Whatever happens in the coming year, the year Tavshin Samach Tes 5769, everything that's going to happen during this year, whether a person will become rich or whether he'll become poor, whether he's going to, someone's going to pass away, whether a person is going to live, whether he's going to, anything, everything that's going to befall a person is all determined on the first day of the year on Rosh Hashanah, which according to certain shittas, according to some opinions, Rosh Hashanah was actually the day that man was created. And it's especially appropriate that on the day that man was created, that is the day that man is judged. Because God is constantly renewing the creation. And so there are cycles. There are daily cycles, monthly cycles, and yearly cycles. So there's a renewal that happens when a person comes across the birthday of humanity. So there's a new judgment upon humanity and on every individual as well. So that's something that takes place on Rosh Hashanah, as we know. And it's very interesting because we're coming into court. We're standing in the synagogue. We're standing in shul. And we're being judged, and that shofar is being blown because the king himself, Kiviachal, God himself is coming down to judge us. And it's a scary thing if you think about it. Can you imagine being judged by God himself? And there are three books that are open in front of God, in front of the judge, the ultimate judge. And those three books, as we all know, it's the Gemara Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara says it on Tezayin Mabez, page 16b. So the Gemara says there are three books. One is a book of Rishayim, of evil people. One is a book of Benonium, middle, medium people. And one is a book of Tzadikim, people who are righteous. And the Gemara says the, the Tzadikim, the righteous people, are immediately written in the book of life. And the Rishayim, the evil people, are immediately written, heaven forbid, in the book of death. And the Benonium, the middle people, me and you and all of us, were written in the, in the middle book. And what happens if you're written in the middle book? So the Gemara says that if you're written in the middle book, so you have 10 days, 10 days to do tshuva. If a person repents during those 10 days, so then he's written in the book of life on Yom Kippur, and everything is good, and he goes on his way, and everything is well. But if a person does not repent, 
then unfortunately he's written in the book of death and he does not get to live out that year, heaven forbid. Now, something that's very interesting that the Gemara says later on, it's speaking about if let's say there's some kind of gazardin, some kind of decree upon a populace, a general populace, a group of people, not just a singular individual. So the Gemara says that if there's a decree on a general group of people, it's never too late. That group of people can always repent. They can always do tshuva. They can always call out to God and say, please forgive us, please forgive us. However, says the Gemara, that's with a group of people. When it comes to an individual, if there's a gzardin, if there's a decree that has already been decreed, then a person, heaven forbid, cannot do any kind of tshuva. He can't repent. He can't do anything. He can't call out to God. He's not going to be able to get that decree rescinded. Once there's a decree, it's stamped, it's sealed, it's all over. However, says the Gemara, if a person has a gzardin, it's decreed upon him, let's say on Rosh Hashanah, the first day of the year, it's decreed upon him that he's supposed to die that year. He has 10 days, despite the fact that he's a Russia, he's an evil person, he's been decreed that he's going to die. Nevertheless, he has 10 days. During those 10 days, it's a special time. No other time during the year. Only during these 10 days between Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, a person has an opportunity and a chance. Just like a tzibur, just like if there's a general populace who can all year round, they can call out to God and do tshuva and repent and have their decree rescinded. An individual also has that opportunity during the 10 days of repentance from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. Even an individual can repent to God and rescind the decree that was signed and sealed by God Himself. So how does one go about this? So the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah again gives us a recipe for success. And it's a recipe that we all know. And it's actually something that we say during our prayer service. We say, Useshuva, Usefila, Hagzira. The method by which we can rescind if there's an evil decree upon ourselves or upon, heaven forbid, a group of people the way that we rescind that decree is by tshuva. That's the first one, by repentance. Tefillah, with prayer, and with tzedakah, with charity. These three things have the ability to reverse the decree. And it's very interesting because when the Gemara says it, it doesn't actually say it in those words. It says it in slightly different words. The way it says it is, first it says tzedakah, which means charity. Then you have tzedakah, which means calling out to God. And someone showed me today, Rebbe Kiva Teichtal, who is a Mechavrusa, he showed me today a beautiful thing. Rav Shimshin Davipinka says that what is tz'aka, what does it mean to call out, to call out to God? It's a certain type of calling. A person who's at the end of his rope, he sees nowhere to turn. He doesn't even have words to describe his anguish, his remorse, his feelings. He can't put it into words. So right before that, there's a level of shava. Shava means to call out, to scream, to pray, but with a full heart, really, to call out really powerfully. That's Shava. And then the next level is Tsa'aka. When a person reaches the level of Tsa'aka, that means he doesn't even have the words. He's just crying out. Oh, that's how he's crying out. He's crying out. He has, doesn't even have the words to cry out to God. I'm so sorry. He can't even say the words. I'm so sorry. He just feels this horrible feeling in his stomach. And he feels so horrible. He had so many opportunities to connect to God. He had so many opportunities to love God. So many opportunities to learn the Torah. So many opportunities to help out a fellow Jew. So many opportunities to give over something to someone else. To, to, to help out another person. And he 
didn't take those opportunities. Ashamnu boganu. And a person, after all of these words, he has he's at a loss for words. He just has this feeling of Hashem. I messed up this year. I really messed up. I, I, there's so many opportunities that I missed, and I want to make good. And I just want to come back to you. Tzaka means without any words, just this feeling, this overwhelming feeling that there's nowhere else to turn but to God. When a person reaches that level. That's a place where he's also gotten to a certain level of tshuva, of repentance. He's calling out with his full heart. That's the second thing, tzaka, which also comes under the category of tefillah, of prayer. And the third thing that we'll discuss that the Gemara says is shinu maisa. It refers to tshuva. What's repentance? Repentance is changing your ways. Unbelievable thing. Tshuva, we think of, oh, we say we're sorry, we did something wrong. We say, God, ashamnu, baganu, gazalnu, yibarnu, daifi, we did all these things clap our chests, you know, we keep banging and banging and banging. We're sorry what we did. Says the Gemara, it's not just about being sorry. We're ready to change. And it doesn't mean that we're going to become a brand new person tomorrow. It's not true. It's not realistic. It means taking a small thing, something that we always encounter all the time. I heard this from Rabbi Berkowitz. I'm going to speak more about what Rabbi Berkowitz said soon. But he said, when we talk about tshuva, you have to be realistic. You have to be, you're a human being. You can't just change in one day. All these Kabbalahs, all these things that we accept upon ourselves to change, has to be a small thing. A small thing, something that we come across every day. We notice when we, we, we enter a certain circumstance, we get upset. To change our way of thinking, to accept upon ourselves. Maybe write a little note to ourselves and look at it every day in the morning. And it says on it, you know, in this situation, I will try not to get upset. A small thing, to take a small thing, that's what, that's what tshuva means. To shinumaisa, it means changing our ways. Rabbi Berkowitz I heard him speak this past Sunday, and he said some beautiful things about this thing, tshuva, esfila, tzedakah, to explain them. And I think it's a beautiful understanding. I'd like to share it with you. He says, tshuva, what's tshuva? Tshuva means, like we said, to change our ways, to really sincerely regret that which we've done wrong, the opportunities that we missed, and accept upon ourselves to try our best, to really try to be a better person in the coming year. That's the first thing that's tshuva. Tefillah. Tefillah is something we pray to God. We say, please forgive us for what we've done wrong. Please help us do what we need to do. And we pray for others to help them. And we pray for parnasa, for livelihood. We, we show that we completely depend on God. We show His malchus. That's also a, an integral part of Rosh Hashanah is showing that God is our King. Everything that we have is from Him. We want to connect to Him. It's something we've spoken about in the daily Kabbalah lesson. Now the interesting thing is the third thing points out Rabbi Berkowitz. The third thing is tzedakah. Tzedakah, you give charity. It's a funny thing. What? How am I giving God a bribe? Like, oh look, I've been bad all year here. Let me give some money and uh, it'll take care of all the old problems. What's going on? Tshuva, we understand. You're, you're repenting. You feel bad for what you've done wrong. That makes sense. Tefillah, praying, makes sense. Tzedakah, how does that, how, what's the understanding of that? So he said that there's a mashal, a parable for us to understand this. He said, there was once a king, and this king had a servant, we'll call his servant Eddie. And one day, Eddie, he was a faithful servant of the king, but he was a little bit, his hands were in places that they shouldn't be. And he was caught red-handed with some of the king's finest silverware. And so they brought him to the court, and of course the court found him guilty. And they said, well, this isn't just, you know, if you were just stealing, you weren't stealing from just any person, you were stealing from the king. And when you steal from the king, so the sentence is death, we're sorry, but you have to die. Anyway, word gets back to the king, and the king finds out that Eddie was sentenced to death. And 
the king is very upset and he says to the court, we have to rescind this decree. He can't be sentenced to death. And the court says, what do you mean? But he stole from the king. And the king says, true, he stole from me. However, he's my right-hand man. He does things that no other servants of mine can do. He knows secrets about the, the rulership, about the country that no one else knows. I can't lose this guy. He's just too important. I can't, I can't get rid of him. Really, he should die, but I must give him clemency. Now, the Kuntz, the idea here is that how do we become this person? How do we become like Eddie? How can we become someone for whom Hashem says, this person is indispensable? So, explain to Berkowitz that the way that we accomplish this is by becoming somebody who is indeed indispensable. A person, when a person gives tzedakah, when a person gives charity, when a person is involved in chesed and kindness, so then that person becomes indispensable because what a person does when he gives tzedakah, when he gives charity, when he commits himself to caring about others and caring about their welfare and caring to make sure that everything that they need is taken care of, so that person, so Hashem says, look, look, if you're going to take care of my kids, I'm going to take care of you. That's what happens when we do tzedakah, when we give tzedakah, when we give charity. So a person who does tshuva, so he's erasing, so to speak, the past. And when a person does tefillah, he's also asking Hashem to forget about the past. And when a person does tzedakah, so he's showing that he's somebody, he's not going to just be the same person anymore. He's not going to be someone, a simple guy, going about his own life, minding his own business. Once he starts to care about others, once he's going to give tzedakah, so he's showing that he cares about others, he becomes a person who's integral and important, affecting many other lives. And thus, Hashem says, this person is an indispensable part of my plan. Once a person makes himself an indispensable part of Hashem's plan, so then Hashem forgives him for his sins, so to speak. He gets this clemency, he gets this pardon from God Himself. Another thing that happens is actually you can take this concept and bring it into tefillah into prayer because like we said before a person doesn't just have to daven for himself only care about himself only pray for on his own behalf ask God to forgive him a person can also pray for others because there's so many people who are undergoing heaven forbid so many difficulties there's so much there's so much sickness there's so much poverty there's so much there's so much that we need prayers for that Kali Israel the people of Israel we need so much prayer the whole world needs so much prayer there's so much difficulty in the world and we have a responsibility and an ability to care about other people, to focus on other people's needs. We have to pray for ourselves, for our families, but not just to focus on our own small circle of influence, but to really enlarge our circle of influence, our sphere of influence, and be able to think of others as well. And by doing so, so we are making ourselves an indispensable part of Hashem's plan. I want to bless me and you and all of us that we should be zochet, we should merit aksiva v'chasima tova, a good writing, that, that first writing on Rosh Hashanah, that's when we get written down. And a good chasimah, the signing happens on Yom Kippur. And we have 10 days. We have to make use of those days. Every single day is an opportunity to do tshuva, to do tefillah, to do tzedakah, to repent, to look at what we've done in the past, to try to change ourselves, to daven, to pray to God that He should help us. And to give tzedakah charity, do good deeds, kindness for others. And in this way, I'm sure that Hashem will grant us all a beautiful new year. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Shabbos.